big announcement on Friday from the provincial government, right? Premier David Eby announcing school cell phone restrictions and legislation to try and hold social media companies more accountable. So why this emphasis? Well, it's about trying to prevent cyberbullying and sextortion. Now, there's a lot to this. How is the provincial government going to approach all of this? We're going to get some details now with the help of Nikki Sharma, Attorney General of BC. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Thanks for having me. So first off, where did the impetus for this come from? What What is the government hoping to achieve with all this? Yeah, so I think uh, like a lot of people in society in every part of the world, we're thinking about how technology impacts young people and what are some of the negative things there that we need to step in to make sure there's good in there, but there's also harms. And so it's part of our government's approach to make sure young people are protected from the harms of technology. Um, and there was a few components to it. And one key one that's being <clears throat> is live today is our intimate images protection process. So there's two parts to it. Um, we know that this stuff can have really devastating mental health impacts on young people. So when somebody has an image of you or, and they're threatening, like the sextortion case that happened is happening far too often for young people. Um, it's really, really hard on people up to the point of, you know, loss of life. And and so the support service that we're launching today is there to help people that are going through this, but also direct them to legal process that's also live today, um, that where you can get an order, it's an online process, <clears throat> excuse me, in order to get those images taken down and for that person to stop threatening to distribute or distributing that image. So we really want the legal system to step up to protect our young people and to help parents navigate through the difficulties of the harms brought by technology. Okay. And so tell me about the measures then uh, where cell phones in schools become a part of that. Yeah. So in the school context, that one of the issues I think that um, is happening in the science kind of shows this is that when kids are learning and they get distracted by cell phones, um, in the classroom during that instructional time, it's hard for them to refocus. It takes them a while to get back to the content of the lesson. And and I know that there are teachers in this province that have these policies and they're they're trying to navigate, but so are parents. They're trying to figure out, you know, my kid wants a cell phone. All the other kids in the class have a cell phone. I'm having a lot of pressure, but I'm worried about the impacts it's going to have on my kid. And so what we're saying is we're, we want all school districts and schools in BC um, for next year to have a cell phone use policy that restricts it during instructional hours. Um, so there's a way that you can use the kind of good parts if it's for instruction, but to limit that, the negative distractions and all those things that come with it with, you know, social media pressure and all the things that we want to have kids learning in a classroom and not distracted by. Um, but also we know that they also have to use technology in the world. It's part of their life more and more so, and it changes rapidly. So a big part of that is digital literacy programming, which is another part of the announcement, like getting into schools, teaching kids how to use technology for their benefit, for the good parts of it, but also to be protected from the harmful parts. Okay, so this is going to be up to the school districts to decide how much or how little they want to see cell phones in the classroom? Well, we the way our education system works and one of the strengths of it is we really rely on local delivery through the school boards and the teachers in the classroom. So there may be particular circumstances that arise from different um, schools or best practices. So it's, it's about working together with our partners in education, but saying also that we want there to be a policy um, in every part of the province um, that's administered in that school so parents can know that their school has one that's about restricting cell phone use um, during instructional hours. Okay, so 
what is the messaging from the province? I'm just trying to be clear on that. Does that mean that there will be no cell phones in classrooms unless the teacher says it's okay? Yeah, there are. What we've heard is that there are some kids with um, learning needs that require a use of technology or acquire um, some form of, of, and we want to make sure that's protected. But also, different teachers have had different ways of introducing this. Like, for example, cell phones are all in one drawer in the classroom um, during class hours. You know, collect them in pockets, keep them in your bag. So this kind of like on the ground um, decision making will be up to the the teachers in that school, but there will be a, a general policy about um, restricting cell phones during instructional hours. Okay, so will the schools will are, are, do some districts not have a policy on that already? Yeah, I think it's been um, there's been some that I think have been working really well, and some teachers have been doing it. But we want it to be across the board, so everybody, every school, every parent knows that their school has a policy on on cell phone usage in their school and how it's restricted during their instructional hours. So it's a it's across the board, you know, instead of like some that are doing it and some that aren't. Okay, so I want to ask you as well about the legislation regarding uh, social media companies here. H- how is that going to work? What is BC planning to do? Yeah, so it's part of the work that I think is really part of the role of the Attorney General. And I've been on your show talking about um, the opioid litigation that we had. So the general idea of the legislation that I'll be introducing in the spring is that if they're, if through a company's wrongdoing, and sometimes knowingly, so they knew it, and it was something that uh, maybe led to profit for them, but it caused a lot of harm to society. And we see that in some of the algorithms that are put into social media companies that are really harmful to some people or, or especially young people. Society shouldn't pay for that. Like we, every person that is part of British Columbia that pays, uh, taxpayers that pay into the pocket of, of like, better healthcare systems that need to respond to these harms, you know, more uh, teaching for students about digital literacy, all the costs that government need to incur because of the harm done by this company, then we think that they should pay. The company should pay, not the public. So this legislation will set up a framework for the attorney general to pursue damages. So to go after companies like social media companies for these algorithms, get the costs for the healthcare costs, like the increased cost to educational programs, the impacts on society. So um, they can be accountable and not the taxpayers in BC. Is this being done elsewhere or is BC trying this for the first time? Um, well, I think BC's taken the lead in Canada when it comes to um, our our role in, in, in actual litigation. So the Attorney General playing that role, we did it in tobacco and opioid um, law, sorry, litigation. But this, in the States, there's been examples of attorneys general taking on social media companies. They have more of a role or tradition in that. Um, we, we're stepping in when it comes to healthcare costs here, and we'll continue to kind of look for opportunities to make sure that um, we can protect the public from these costs. So you'll have to show that, though, right, in court, that there are these spinoff healthcare costs that result from the negative aspects of social media. Are you confident that can be shown? Yeah, so the way the legislation, and I'll, I'm happy it wants to be introduced in spring to come on and talk to you about it in detail, but, but the way we're drafting it and putting it together is it it's, it kind of builds off the tested example with opioids. So you can look at population level harm. So we can show that as a government, we've had to spend this much extra on, um, you know, for example, with the opioid, the healthcare impacts of the opioid crisis, or we've had to spend this much extra, if you think about it, for social media on educational programs in schools because of the harmful impacts that that these algorithms that this company was putting on had on society. So it helps us look instead of a 
uh, individual lawsuit, the kind of population level impacts. Um, and and that will be how we would present it in court. Wow. OK, so do you envision all of this happening in the first six months of this year? That's a pretty ambitious list of stuff. Yeah, you know, there's a lot there's a lot of work to do. I think um, like everybody, we think I think as attorney general that the justice system needs to step up when it comes to technology and and today's announcement about the intimate images protection. So helping individuals seek damages, get recourse if somebody's threatening uh, to distribute an image of them online. I think this is part of us stepping up. And I know as a government, we're going to continue to look for opportunities that we can you know, make sure that, um, you know, all the impacts, the negative impacts of social media and technology, um, there's a legal process to, to help people through that. I think that's part of our job. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time. No problem. Thanks for having me. That's Nikki Sharma, Attorney General of BC, talking about the uh, multi-pronged approach that they are taking towards social media companies and the harm that potentially that does to kids in particular uh, with a number of different initiatives. The cell phones in schools will be very interesting to see how that develops, how school districts deal with that, how that impacts you. Like as parents are the ones who often want kids to have that cell phone in school, in class, so they can be reached. Is everybody willing to adjust here if this is better for the kids, right, to keep that out of the classroom? We'll find out about that. We'll talk about it as it comes up and as well, the issue of suing the social media companies. BC kind of breaking new ground on that one too. It's going to be interesting to watch.